0: Cheap, Mm -hmm. nasty, Mm -hmm. and downright boring.
1: Hey everybody, it's Warwick Nicholson here, DC Chapman here, and apparently we have to talk about Origin on Not The Footy Show episode 114, so instead of us having to do it, DC, yeah. let's let Maria tell us all about why last night sucked when the Queenslanders had seven straight series seven wins in a row, 21-20 victory. Can you hear the excitement and enthusiasm in our voice, people? Oh, it's frenetic. Here we go, Maria Cialis, she's going to unleash on Not The Footy Show.
2: Throw me a freaking bone here. I'm the boss. He's the
1: info. Good G'day, Maria. It's Warwick Nicholson here. Hiya. <laughs> I'm just identifying myself because if I, uh, I wasn't sure. Suddenly, le- I, I feel like I've lost my identity after last night. DC is much the same, Maria. How are you feeling about uh, the travesty that was Origin number three last night? There's no, no other th- way to explain it. Yeah, there's nothing else to say, is there? It's, no. it's,
2: it's quite heartbreaking. No. It's just we, uh, we, we came so close.
1: <laughs> how, how I, do, I feel like I've been
3: dumped. I've been <laughs> gorging
1: on chocolate and just <laughs> being sad. It's not fun. Um, last night, I've got a story to tell everybody. Um, I let my brother out of the, the building at about, I don't know, quarter past 11 last night. Yeah. Going down the elevator, let him out through the bottom of the building and then on the way back up, I'm standing in the elevator, thinking to myself, I would quite happily stay here the (laughs) night in the elevator, in the elevator, rather than face the world out there because uh, the disappointment—it just cuts me deep,
2: cuts me hard. My, My story to that to that extent was my brother ringing me up from Ballina, and we talked for about 45 minutes on the mobiles, just having a good good whinge about it. Mm. He's, he's got too many Queenslanders up there to deal with. and Yeah, so uh, that was his
1: fault for moving close well, to the this border. this is what I thought, yeah. Maria, how do we move on? We, we, we'll talk with May Duncan very shortly about the, the ins and outs of the match, but um, how, do, how do we do it? How do we pick ourselves up and, and think for another year that maybe next year we can do it?
3: I will, I will say this. I think that this is the first time I've actually, in you know, the seven-year reign, that I've actually had hope, real hope, that we could win the series. So I figure out, next year, I'll have even more hope, <laughs> and then, I, I don't know if that'll be good or not, but if they play as well as they did this series, you know, and hopefully some people will have learned some stuff, um, and hopefully there aren't that many more changes, and we'll get excited again come May 2013.
1: Oh, I wish I could share your optimism. Until then, we're going to be very <laughs> upset about it. Uh, I don't know, I've had probably about three or four conversations today with people that don't follow football all that closely. Mm. I don't know about you guys, but it seems like the last six or seven years, you get these conversations with people that don't quite feel as much about origins as we do, and they always have this sort of sense of, why are you so upset? Surely it was good to get close. Do you find you have those conversations, DC? Yeah, do you yeah see, there's, right? there's some people that work like that. Um, so I just figure I really should just turn my phone off the day after Origin. See, I find that interesting talk... though, really? because well, because you work at a place that deals with rugby league, hmm. and so does so Maria.
2: And but I, see, I work in a place where there, some of the women there couldn't give two hoots, but yet they all knew that the game was on, and they all knew to give me a hard time. I you know, because I my <laughs> are, they, are, are they
1: New South Welsh women giving you hard time? There was
2: one in particular that's one of these that, that's one of these people where she she hates her team so much that she starts going for the other team, almost? Like, she just... Like, well, she goes for the Dragons or something, does no, she? No, no, no. She goes, she goes for New South Wales, but she just kept on bagging them out all of yesterday, and I am saying, no, we're, we're a good team. We've got a damn good chance of winning this. And then she has to rub it in today, even though she's on my side.
1: Yeah. Mm. I don't like those people. Was there any of those? <laughs> were there any of those in the office today, Maria? No. Um, one,
3: uh, one of the girls who doesn't really follow football... Came and said it's a good day to be a Queenslander, which I found hilarious. Um, the one person, the, our director Craig, who would have given us a lot of shit, um, unfortunately had to go home because his daughter was feeling under the weather. So oh, it was all just sad people.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. just it's look. I'm sorry, everybody. Are we gonna, are we this have isn't a the most. This... We gonna... No, well, I don't think we need, we need to dignify the Queenslanders who have been gleaming. There have been some great yeah. ones, and we'll speak to one of the best. Um, in terms of taking the, the victory, well, in May Duncan shortly, but I think everyone can pick up the tone of our voices that this is going to be a short podcast. It's not going to be a very, uh, shall we say, whingy podcast. Because at the end of the day, this is what we've been speaking about for how many years, boys and girls. Yeah, yeah. Class rises to the top and wins games like that, and once again, Queensland had the class rise up to the top yeah. and Tony Archer as well. But you know, I don't want to. I don't want to dwell on that. Uh, <laughs> but Maria, what what looking at. That team that we put on the park last night, mm. my very sense was that we had our chances. Is that how you would read it as well?
3: I think we definitely had our chances. Um, the thing that bothers me most about this entire series has been the lack of kicking game mm. from New South Wales. That's something that needs like, I was watching it yesterday with people who don't really follow football that much. and um, They're like, you know, why do Queensland always start a set so much better yeah.
1: than New South Wales do? It's a fair and, um, point. I it's a fair point.
2: I, I, I don't think we're
1: far away, you know? Well, it's it's really
2: frustrating.
1: <laughs> but there's because some yeah, basics we that we're missing. Email. One of the things that came up in a conversation yeah. I had today with um, uh, a mate of mine um, at work was the most disappointing thing about coming so close last night, and this is where we'll leave Origin for the moment, is <laughs> that... It's actually harder to beat Queensland in their current form than it was in like 2006, 2007, yeah. 2008. Yeah. Because all the players that we have to beat now are all champions. They were all just developing stars That's back right. then. So we've made it rod for our own backs, waiting this long to try and actually break the streak. And they're going to be just as good next year, aren't they? Pretty much. If not, if not stronger, because Pedro's not going to be there. Pedro? <laughs> Petro, <laughs> I'd vote for him. Um, all right, Maria, we have to get your tips for uh, round number 18. And I think you've been... You are on fi- the fried rice... I don't know, you have to pick the restaurant, because you're that far ahead in fried rice, oh, it's not nice. funny. Um, we'll go through your tips. Tomorrow night, be Farah for the Tigers. That makes your Bulldogs absolute certainties, yes? Yeah, I think so. Then
3: again, I mean, the Tigers are in a bit
1: of a slump, so I wouldn't be surprised if they had a miracle win, to be honest. Okay, and a bit of a, for the bit of a yep. wait between games for the Dogs as well, as obviously the Tigers, they both had the bye last week. Storm and Raiders? Uh,
3: Storm.
1: Yep. Uh, Titans and Warriors? Warriors. Uh, Rabbitohs, and the Knights. Rabideaus. Sea Eagles and Eels. Sea Eagles. Uh, Quickly on that one, it was great to see or hear today that Jared Haynes doesn't have a serious injury. That's just fantastic because that was the worry, wasn't it, when we saw him go down? Yeah, definitely. And he,
3: he played really well over the whole series. It have it happened in the last minute. I mean, how, how terrible that? Yep.
1: Well, he was making a really good play as well. Oh, okay, it gave us a chance. Uh, Sharks and Roosters Monday night. you sense an upset? No, I don't. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to the sharks. Okay, now, uh, Fried Rice, I don't have it right in front of me right now. Um, I think you picked uh, the Dogs, I think, was probably the team you end up with. I've got to double-check it, but you have given me a list, so everybody, by the end of the podcast, we will let you know what Maria's Fried Rice is. Last question for you, Maria. If you had the Man of the Series Award to give out after the game last night, who would have you given it to? Uh, probably Cameron
3: Smith. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, was that for his expert ability to slow the play the ball down in every single tackle he made? Well, I, I decide that. Uh,
3: <laughs> I, think, I don't think Queensland can function without him. So when he retires, that'll,
1: that'll be good for us. <laughs> he's only got about yeah. four or five years left in the, the game. Right, right. Yeah. Maria, you go I'm enjoy your good. night. Thank you very much for being with us on this very sombre edition of The Footy Show. <laughs> we will speak to you next week once again.
3: Thank you. Cheer up, everyone.
1: We'll right. <laughs> okay, there was Maria Cialis uh, saying goodbye to us here on Not The Footy Show. Is the DC, we've got the big man, Matty Duncan, coming up after the break. What are you going to ask him? How how are we going to face this onslaught of, of Queens, Queensland 7th Heaven or 7-Up? And that's the worst thing well, about 7-Up is 7-Up means it could be even more.
2: I did. I don't even know what to say. Was, look, you, you alluded to it before. Matt Duncan takes it very well. He doesn't rub it in too much, and he's very, how do you say, diplomatic if, Well, if for sure example, I tweeted it.
1: last night to a few of the people that are on Twitter, obviously you're not, uh, who are on the show, and said, look, I don't know if there's going to be an Not The Footy Show tomorrow. Um, <laughs> I'm feeling pretty shattered right now. Uh, I'll let you know close to the date. And, of course, Matty replied with, well, I'm ready for it, <laughs> um, <laughs> which happened to be about an hour after, after the full-time siren. We'll have Matty Duncan very shortly here on Not The Footy Show. DC Chapman, seven the, one, the, in number, a row. the number one thing that you find hard to deal with out of seven in a row, what is it?
2: Just how hard it's going to be to get our reputation back. Even if next year if we come out and win 3-0, it's still not going to... No, no, I think it'll make a difference. No, it, it won't. <laughs> it, it'll make a difference to this, but mm-hmm. they'll still be able to say seven in a row, seven in a row. Until we win seven in a row, they'll always be able to say that.
1: Yeah, that's fair enough. Cool. My main disappointment is that my nephew... Oh, yeah. Has <laughs> never experienced New South Wales winning a really? series. I'm sure all but one of your kids as well, haven't they? Yeah, that's true. Wow. JT's very lucky. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't know what was happening <laughs> at the time, but. Uh, we'll speak to May Duncan right off this, or not the full show. Unbelievable, mate. Unbelievable.
4: 12 uh, so months ago, we were here celebrating your last game, and uh, I'm just so happy for Queensland, you know. The boys dug deep, and uh, we found a way.
1: Okay, everyone, we're back. We've got Mike Duncan coming up in just a few seconds. DC, what is that noise in the background? What have you done to me? That's the uh, Origin 3 game being replayed. How, why? What compelled um, you to request ar- us ambience, to watch a game? Ambience. You want some ambience. We were doing our show with um, I'm a JG bit of a stickler. last week. You want some ambience.
2: I'm a bit of a stickler. I want, I want to find out the finer details of exactly what happened so that I can...
1: So as we talk about it, we're not talking for eighty minutes. My phone bill. <laughs> no, fair can't enough. Quite handle that. I
2: hear, no, fair enough. But you know, I just, I just, they kept on rushing us in defence. Okay, don't, don't we steal a goal.
1: We're talking about Me Duncan, just... the victorious Queenslander, for the seventh straight year and at least the third straight year here on not the Footy Show. So let's talk to him here on not the Footy Show. Show.
0: You can draw a long bow,
2: mate, but I can tell you, I've got two Maroon nuts, and
1: that's how they're going to stay. Can't believe
2: we lost. It's not
0: right. Mitchell. Mitchell. Paging
1: Mitchell. Mitchell. Wheatlander! Wheatlander! Ah, oh, good day, mate. Duncan, how are you, mate? Mate, that voice actually isn't too bad. I'm very surprised. I thought you'd be uh, in all sorts of trouble after uh, something happened last night. What was that? No,
0: oh, we went all right, was. I've had some honey today after uh, shouting my uh, lungs out of origin so um, and, and soothed the voice and rested it up for uh, Not The Footy Show
1: tonight. Well, uh, mate, you uh, made me get all my little uh, pro-New South Wales stuff out on your show on Wednesday. But if you recall, and I need to pre- prerequisize this, I don't know if that's even a word. Am I allowed to say hello to it? No, you're not. Um, I did say if we didn't shut down... Thurston, like we had done in the first two games, it might have been a bit of a problem. And I think, DC, uh, you can tell us how did Thurston go?
2: He went pretty well. There was there was no uh, Stuart, Glenn Stuart. Apparently that was who was shutting Thurston down in the first two games.
1: Do you think uh, Thurston was the uh, difference in the game?
0: Oh, I don't know if he was the difference. Was. I think there were, there were a couple of factors. Thurston you know, was enormous, don't get me wrong. And and, and you, you didn't know it. You know, they, they didn't shut him down. Um, and making that non-tactile like he was in the first two games.
1: I, I think Inglis was enormous yep. for. Uh, for uh, it's uh, Queensland, May, I think, is <laughs> the, the team that you
0: go for. <laughs> Sorry, he was. He was enormous. An uh, 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 article in the paper today, Robert Craddock described him as a, as a combination of uh, Billy Slater and Arthur Beatson put together, and I thought that sums it up pretty well. And. Um, the the other one I thought who added something just a little bit different with his offloads was Corey Parker, yeah. which yeah. I thought just added a different dimension to the team
1: last night. He was a bit of a killer for the Blues. Uh, look, we it's funny like you look at the impact that he made in Ashley Harrison's absence versus the impact both Scott made in uh, Glenn Stewart's absence, and yeah, you know, you know, that's a, that's one of those things that just sway games. Having said that, and we'll go through the, the match obviously in just a few seconds, but uh, mate, I think this year more than ever. The inability of New South Wales, New South Wales class players, well, their potential class players, to step up and make the difference when the Queenslanders did the same, was a difference once again.
0: I think that's pretty much it, and I'm not sure if it was on you when you were on the air Um, yesterday, was if I mentioned or just after you'd gone off, but we we did say on Sports Fever it was, you know, if New South Wales were, were in that winning position, you know. Could they remember how to win, and yeah. when the pressure was on, we knew Queensland could could do it, and, and that's exactly how it
1: panned out. And that's what we talked about on the on your show, mate. Uh, is that a lot of the Queenslanders, Dave, fill you in, as they've only, only experienced winning. And the question yeah. that I sort of put out there was, you know, you take out Slater, you take out Lockyer, Lockyer in particular, you take out the guy who experienced what it was like to lose to New South Wales multiple yeah. times, and you yeah. wonder what impact that would have versus the hunger of the, the New South Wales Blues and. I really think, you know, we can say that, you know, they knew how to win, they didn't know how to win and all those arguments. But at the end of the day, in South Wales, they still had their chances at the end of the match, Matty, and they just couldn't take them.
0: Yeah, there was some um, bad errors, you know, right even to the final second, you know, they they had a chance to to hit that field goal and and it wasn't to
1: be, so... Even even further on in the game, mate, you guys still made three hit-ups. At the end of the match, that's right. and yeah, we didn't try yeah, once right. to try and drop exactly. the ball loose. Yeah. I mean, give away a penalty. It doesn't matter. Like try, keep. I mean, I'm not saying they didn't try. I'm not saying that at all. But there's an element it, there where you just like, you just never give up. Just Never give up. So maybe I just said they give up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, what I'm saying is, you know, there's just there were there were moments there for the game to be won. Look, we've got to look at the start of it. Um, we will let you have just you know go wild for a little bit. But what does seven wins in a row mean to you, Origin wise?
0: I've never been so nervous in a game. I was—I I felt sick. I—I'll I, be really honest. I didn't—I didn't enjoy watching it. It was too nerve wracking for me. It was a—and and I think Petro said an east post match. You know, interview. It, it was a sense of relief, and for and mm. me, it was. You know, and um, there, there's a lot of, you know pressure now on Queensland to keep winning and, and it, it was an amazing atmosphere there last night. It, um, I didn't think last year could be beating Lockie's farewell with the, the noise, but I'm, I'm sure it was louder last year, uh, louder this year again. Um, it, it's just gone to a new level and, it, and it's just great. It's one of these things that some, sometimes you don't realise you, you're witnessing greatness yeah. while it unfolds around you.
1: Yeah until you look back on
0: it, but it's one of these things that you really realise that yeah, we're living
1: through something special here in Queensland at the moment. Yeah, I completely agree. We've made the point with Maria already, uh, mate, but I just thought I'd share it with you as well. That The worst thing New South Wales has to deal with from the last year or two of losing to Queensland is that it's actually been harder to beat this Queensland team the last couple of years than it was in 06, 07, 08, when all your superstars now were stars. We've actually we've got a harder job ahead of us now than we even did at the start of the, the streak.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Well, it's, it's, it's getting
1: harder.
0: Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Let's start
1: with the, the, the game. Um, New South Wales, they got some uh, real pressure there from uh, Brett, Stu- Brett Morris, actually. The guy we thought might get targeted defensively was an absolute weapon coming out and attack. It wasn't so much that he was doing his damage on the wing. He was going in there and, and break through Sam early on the match. In the end, New South Wales, they get the penalty goal, they take the two points. I think it was the right call. Uh, you got to get... The way that the couple of games had been so far this series, low-scoring matches, points are a premium, you've got to take it. You think the same thing?
0: Oh, it was. Origin. if you, if you get to give two points in Origin, you take it every time.
1: Okay.
2: Especially at that time of the match, because it was only five minutes in, and they, were, they really were in, in good field position to kick that goal. It wasn't right in front, but...
1: Yeah, you take it, you take the two points, and then it was Queensland for the next five minutes, and then all of a sudden Brett Morris decides to open the scoring with a play that really he almost butchered the try because if he passed to Greg Bird, Greg Bird goes over pretty much untouched. Um, eight 0 New South Wales. I mean, we're sitting there going, look, it, we have to start well. We got the good start. DC, what was your feeling at, uh, at that eight 0 up after about thirteen minutes?
2: I, I was like, good, we're doing it. Now let's hope that we keep doing it because there was every chance that we weren't going to keep doing it. And then what happened? We didn't keep doing it. For the next 60
1: minutes, we didn't Can keep you take doing. us through the next um, 16 minutes of play, mate? No, oh, well, it's a, it's a bit sketchy.
0: What, what, <laughs> so, where are we now? Take, take me through it. I, I, we're 8, we're eight, eight nil. New South Wales up 8 0.
1: And it's time for Darius Boyd to get involved.
0: Oh, Darius! He's becoming—he's he's got a fair strike rate at uh, Origin level for tries now, Old oh, Darius. But uh, a beautiful cut-out ball after uh, a good offload again from Corey Parker and uh, a, a bullet-like pass from uh, Thurston,
1: and he showed great strength. Boyd, Hayne um, got some good contact on yeah, it. He did. It looked like he barrelled him into in touch, but he
0: showed some some great strength to get that ball there. And uh, saw...
1: stunningly, Thurston misses the kick. Yeah, missed. that was very strange. We were right behind the post there and it
0: looked like it was going over, but he just got the
2: hook on it late. What are you going to say that? I was just going to say, I actually thought Hayne came in a little bit too much and he didn't need to because our cover defence was actually quite good at that point and was coming across and if you had to stay outside... Oh, yeah, it was a
1: good play on the inside. I mean, it's funny, Parker actually, I thought was... If he doesn't get the offload away, you're criticising for holding on to the ball. In that Well, they ran back inside plot. when they should have gone um, outside, He does like it? the old stat. He's a bit of a stat monkey, old Corey Parker. But he did the job, and he played very well in the match. Then we had Thurston break through, and then Thurston ended up scoring on the, the broken field play. The game's turned around again, mate. Uh, Ten points to eight, I think it was, at that, that stage. And I mean, Omar, we're sitting there going, come on, Blues. The worst thing that could possibly happen was we conceded three in a row. Two in a row, yeah, you, right. you know, having eight, 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 eight points on the board, you can deal with that. But then probably the most contentious call since the last contentious call in this Origin Series. Buddy, you've grown up with the Shepherd rule in the playground. Uh, you've grown up uh, understanding that if you run behind a player to an advantage, it's generally a penalty. Are you the same view as me, mate, that basically the moment that Tony Archer decided not to make the call on the field and went upstairs, it was always going to be a try? Oh, no, I, I honestly thought
0: it wasn't going to be a try once it went upstairs. That was the other way around was. So I thought, yeah, I thought um, the fact that it had gone up, I thought, well, uh, they will, you know... Call it no try. So I was surprised it was, was called a try. But um, yeah, look, the, the defender probably didn't sell it well enough in, in the end to his, his own detriment. He, he, he probably kept making the effort. If he if he told it a bit better. They probably forget the penalty. As silly as that sounds, I know I know that's not the right way to play it. But I think he's he he read that it was coming to the outside and. and um, he, he probably cost himself a metre or so sideways, but he still read it pretty well. But uh, then just got burnt for pace, and um, yeah, it's
1: uh, in the newspaper. Now, Dave, you've grown up with this shepherd
2: rule. Yeah. How did you view it? I'll be honest with you. At the time, I thought it was New South Wales just being okay. lazy, lazy in, in defence because. The shepherd rule is not the shepherd rule anymore. The shepherd rule is now the decoy rule,
1: and you're allowed to do that. And that's why I was concerned the moment that Archie didn't make the yeah. call in the field. Because interpretation-wise, we've seen it a thousand times, Matty, that <laughs> you can interpret anything which way you want, especially with the rule now as it is, where you always look for the advantage of the attacking team.
2: Yeah, that's right. yeah.
1: They, so, did, sorry, they did. They
2: okay. did. Melbourne did it to us. Oh, Mel- in, Melbourne! In Melbourne are the stocks the 06, are the
1: standard as it comes to decoys Grand and stuff. I think qualify. at the moment they're they're borderlining on. Uh, well, they don't just go behind one guy. They they're they're borderlining four. on basically going down the NFL route of lockers. They 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 they, they, yeah, they, they have used yeah. this. Change they had the their rule. whole forward Beautiful. pack going in job.
2: front of, of the the And half. did you
1: hear what uh, Ricky Stewart said in the press conference, Matty?
2: No, I didn't. Was he know. put
1: he put that try by Hodges down to coaching, tongue in cheek.
2: <laughs> oh, there you go.
1: Which I thought was pretty funny. Um, he said, oh, it's great coaching, taking advantage of the rule. Um, 30, uh, was it, 16-8 uh, six, uh, at half time? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I was, yeah. It, 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 I mean, yes, we were one try from getting back in the match, DC, but it felt like, oh, no. Well, the, the, the worst thing about it was that for the
2: last 20 minutes of that first half, we were acting like it was the last 20 minutes of the game. Like our legs were just gone, and we—it was—it was unbelievable the way we just couldn't seem to get yeah. any kind of energy after that first twenty minutes, and that was what I was worried about. And I thought, well, maybe they'll have a you know a decent enough breather, and they'll come out and get put it all together. And they just—they just didn't. They just hadn't pretty much very what do you call it? One. Well, I think it's related one, one to, thing that they were doing for the whole second half. They didn't change it up. They didn't.
1: It's related to my point with with Stuart, and we talked about it in game one, mate. We talk, talked about I think probably after game two, Maddie, but. Ricky Stewart's interchanges—they—they were—they were locked in at the start of the game. I think there's no doubt about it that he stuck to what he thought was going to work before the game started and didn't adapt at all. And Bo Scott was uh, basically exposed in that last twenty minutes of the first half. Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, we we did mention it was there. He goes in with a, a mindset. This is how he's going to play the interchanges and and doesn't get the feel for the game. Was do you think that? And you know, is it to do maybe a little bit with him not coaching week to week now as well, that he's, he's well, just going in with that, that mindset? Or well, the I, tough I'm thing sure, that I can't get I my really head around is that,
1: that if he decides that Bo Scott is the replacement for Glenn Stewart, I can't... Like, Bo Scott was available for Origin 2, I think, and he wasn't picked. and So that means he wasn't in the top 17 players going into that period. I don't understand why if you lose Glenn Stewart, you don't elevate a Luke Lewis, you don't elevate... Yeah. Um, you know, Watmo or even Ben Cray into your starting team and let them play that role. He went with Bo Scott in the exact same role Stewart played pretty much in games one and two. which D- Different which, players. Yeah, that's right. And the problem that I had with it is that it meant that Luke Lewis, it, this is the thing I can't understand with his... It was James Tamou in game one um, and Tony Williams to degree as well, but the biggest oversight for me from Ricky Stewart was that unless he told Luke Lewis before the game started, mate, you're not getting on the field till second half, that is a massive blue because if you're Luke Lewis and you sit there for the whole first 40 minutes thinking, thinking you're, you're going to get in the yeah, field right. and you don't play, I mean, how can you possibly have a, be in the right mental frame of mind to make an impact in the second half? And then compounding that was the fact that he played Tony Williams after about the 26th minute and then left him on the field the whole time. The guys had, he, hard, had no football under his belt. How's he going to last
2: 55 minutes in a row? He and Temau were both very disappointed.
1: I think you're be harsh on Temau was was good. Uh, Williams was, was near.
2: No, well, I didn't see the impact. I didn't see... They were meant to be the the raging bulls that were supposed to surge it forward and make it all, and it just didn't happen. Okay, so
1: we're 16-8 down at time before we completely go off too many tangents. Yeah, but righto. We come back out after half time, mate, and the the Blues make a game of it. We score the first try. Uh, Robbie Farrar, not, da- not the, nice. only, the only player dangerous near the line for the Blues, really, wasn't he, mate?
0: Oh, I only, I you know... Pierce and, and Carney had the ball in their hands, and and I, you know, watching New South Wales, I was behind that. That was the end they were running towards. There was no concern watching the game. Yeah. Like they, they, they really were just running sideways, passing the ball. When Para got it, you, you were like, "Oh, something was going to happen there." You always had the feeling that uh, he had Queensland in two minds, and and what was in that in that first, first trial of the second half.
1: And that was Brett Stewart's pretty much only involvement in the whole game. He, he had, uh, as one of the guys who was watching it with said, he had slicks on for the whole match. He couldn't stay on the field. He chasing a kick or running a kick back, he kept falling over. It was, it was. He, he's one of those players that. I yes, he can do brilliant that. things, but his involvement level just isn't high enough um, for Origin, in my view. Um, we move on. It reminded me a lot of Minutello
0: last series. Minutello had an awesome game in Game 2 and yeah. then just went missing in Game 3.
1: Um, we just actually did overlook one thing, and I just need to bring it up because um, it was significant. 14th minute, it's just come up on the... We're watching the game in the background, mate. Nate Miles' uh, launch, shall we say, with the biggest head in rugby league into um, Robbie Farrer. What was your view on it, mate?
0: I, I didn't see it at the time. Was being at the game. I have watched it in, in you know, since it's been replayed a couple of times. I, I, yeah, I, I don't. I, I thought nothing of it. Was I? Just, if I watched the game, I, you know, I, I thought nothing of it. So you, you got a differing opinion,
1: mate. If he doesn't set himself to make contact, whether he's trying to make contact with um, his head or not, is a thing you can't definitively say. But he sets his head to be the thing that makes contact with Farah. There's no attempt with the arms, in my view, to be first contact with Farrar, and that's where I think it's yeah. dangerous.
2: And then the shoulder.
1: Oh, look, well, it was afterwards. you know, that, that was happening in every tackle. Was all those things in, in the, But, mate, we're seeing it so much more often, and it's something that I don't think any of the players... Players are good enough. They don't have to get in the play the ball and use their head as the lever on the other bloke's melon, and it's something that's really creeped into the game. And, I mean, Robbie Farrow I don't know how he kept playing after being knocked out, because, seriously, that's not the hardest head in rugby league ever. Eight what, miles. But
2: then what did you think about the other time where, uh, I think it was Tamau, his arm was down about a foot off the ground and still made contact with the other fella's head and they still gave a penalty?
1: Well, that's the whole thing. It's like, what's contact with the head, Matt, effectively? is it? The rules seem to be very grey in this area. You make contact with the hand and it's any contact matters, but if you make contact with any other part of the body, it's play on. This is where everyone's frustrated, and I'm, I'm, really, I'm really talking not about whether... We didn't get the penalty or not. That's not really my issue. My issue is player safety. And if players are going to go in with their head like Miles did, and he, I'm, I'm concerned that the game's going to see another major injury because of, I guess the crack, not a lack of crackdown by the NRL. Yeah, well, it was. Well, I guess how
0: they, they view it is if you, are silly, you know, like that could have ended badly for Miles. Like, yeah, as, I agree. As, as well as anyway, he could have broke his neck. Yeah, if he's, you know, I, I think they must. You know, it's kind of a, if you're silly enough to do that you know, we're not going to stop you, which is not the right way to go about it. But, yeah, it's, it's not a
1: safe practice. OK, we move on to the next period of the game. Two penalty goals for Queensland. Um, were you happy with the decisions to take the two each time? Uh,
0: the first one was not so. I thought we, we needed to go for the knockout blow then. I know that contradicts me a little bit earlier where I said you always take the two, but I just <laughs> thought we had a a, a chance to put New, knock New South Wales out there Considering that, you know, where it was in, you know, going for seven in a row, New South Wales, I think if we scored there, they probably dropped their bundle totally. Yep. Um, once we, we that, that second penalty goal, yeah, once we took the first,
1: you had to take the second. Okay, interesting in the period between, and there's probably a lot of moments, everyone, but us New South Wales fans are trying to forget most of the game. Um, I'm looking at the, the completion rates and the way that the possession went, and it's interesting to note that between the two penalty goals, East Wales completed all but one set, and Queensland, I know it's not sound, sounds significant, but they only completed only uh, three of their five sets. Well, so, oh, sorry, they made more errors through that period. But that was where I think the Blues had a chance to, to really, I think, up their intensity in the match. And they, they really didn't. It was like they were sort of saying, well, we're down, um, what was it, 18-14 uh, uh, at that stage? 18-14. And it was like, we're close enough, so if we get there in the last 10 minutes, we can win the game. And that's my concern, is that the Blues just didn't seem to, when the game was in that little middle stage of the second half, we had to put the foot down. I don't think we did. They, were,
2: they, they couldn't do it because Queensland were rushing us in defence, and they've done it for the last three or four years, and we still haven't found a way to combat it.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know so much in that period, though. I, I agree with you, Was I, I think, And I think Queensland did something similar in that second game, where mm. they thought, yeah, we're, we're close enough. We don't have to, yeah, we'll just keep chipping away. And it... And it I think they, they would have played better if they were 10 behind, knowing that they yeah. had the score points. Knowing that they were only four behind, I think they thought, let's just still play this, this is a bit too safe. And it, um, at the end of the day, it was too safe. And
1: it was the exact same thing Queensland did in game two. Queensland take up the next penalty goal. It's 20 points to uh, 14. There was a moment in the game that we didn't mention with Matty and it needs to mention, especially, is Josh Morris's tackle. I'm greeting us. As good as it gets, ladies and gentlemen. As good as it gets. You know New South Wales have got one big play left in them. It doesn't mean that they go ahead, obviously, because it was a six-point gap. What's your viewpoint, 10 minutes left, mate, when Luke Lewis throws that uh, inside ball when he didn't have to throw it? It goes off wide. but it's a forward pass. Did you think, OK, that's the last bullet New South Wales can throw at us? Oh, no, it was. No, no, I still
0: thought they still had a bit left in them. I, 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 to be honest, I still thought you were going to rate them, you know, steal the ball after that last... That twenty
1: seconds ago. <laughs> so it's a good, full time went, so yeah. Okay, so DC, what were your? Th- I, I looked at that and just went, "That is the golden opportunity. We can't, we can't turn up. We can't, we can't ignore. We can't let it go and, and not get any points out of it." What was your thought after that, Luke Lewis pass?
2: Uh, you can't d- remember, it? yeah, but you know, but I was of the same frame of mind the whole game for the whole last sixty minutes of the game. I was just frustrated that we weren't. Looking like a professional rugby league team, it was just too much scrappy. Well, I'll try this and I'll try that, and the fact that we weren't making any ground at any time, they didn't do anything to to combat that, and they didn't, you know, try and throw the ball around or try a second phase play or try and, you know, there was just nothing else happening. They didn't try for any 40-20s. They, you know, they yeah. just. Now, there was the next it was play so now. I want to
1: double check. Um, my mind's let me down at the moment, but Matt, the Jared Hain. Catch from the cross kick was that when we were down twenty to fourteen, or was it was when it was twenty all? No,
0: that was twenty to
1: fourteen. That so was the, that was the that lead was up to the try, in right? The last couple of minutes when you, you got
2: you in uh, position for that final. Yeah, champion. so that was that was the
1: I think that was the set before the um, that was the set of the try possibly even because we didn't go down the field. Robbie Farrah comes up with one of the look. I wouldn't call it the greatest play of all time, but it was a gutsy call because I think we still had one tackle left in our set he saw that there was a chance over the top and the kick had to be pinpoint, the catch had to be amazing you are sitting there watching New South Wales bring it back to 2018 and then you see Todd Carney get the ball in his hands what's the feeling in the crowd is it complete and utter dread that he's going to kick it or is this sort of thing sort of thing thinking I've seen him miss this kick about 5 times this series it, I, I, can,
0: I can't speak
1: for the other
2: 51,999 <laughs> <all> the <season.
0: laughs> but what was the feeling, of, feeling of the crowd was, it just, the whole To kick it, I honestly thought we were going to go to Golden Point, yeah. Um, and I just had that feeling, yeah, he's going to kick this, and this is going to Golden Point. Just with Farron, I think he had an enormous game apart from the the drop ball, yeah, um, in the ball there towards the end, and also, but I, I think that kick
1: was, was a bad decision. He, he, Morris made it a good result. Yeah.
0: But it was an amazing catch by Morris, but I don't think the kick was on. And it was just, he was saved by an amazing effort by Morris. But saying um, that, I anyway, saying that, a try.
2: he was the only one trying anything like yeah. that. The whole rest of the team had no attacking spark whatsoever. And he did it again with Hayne when he injured himself. And it was no, a that was very ca- nice Well That was Carney, that was, oh, that was, Kearney. Kearney, was it? Okay, That was Carney. But, you know, he had two very nicely weighted kicks. Oh, look, he, the, the there is him, no doubt at all, and no. I've been
1: crying this out for how many years I've been doing this stupid show for. He, he's a difference maker for the Blues, yeah. and we haven't had that for a few years. And um, that, uh, it, He game. got us a chance where we, we were coming down to the last seven minutes Do or eight minutes what? of the game.
2: I, I wanted Carney not to kick that because I knew for <laughs> sure we wouldn't win the, 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 the field the, goal. The field goal fest. Yeah, yeah, but we, we get to we the field goal
1: fest. And I think that, that was the, the Farah era after Kronk kicks. I don't think it's one of the greatest actual distance. It's a great kick from 40 metres. It's a great, yeah, nice strike. it was
2: a very skillful kick. But there
1: one thing in that play that I don't know if you noticed, uh, Matt. You probably caught up in the stereo a little bit. But did you notice the interchange that New South Wales made in the two minutes before that field goal? Okay. Okay, oh, yeah, we I brought think. Ben Cray back on the field after he'd had his head split open. and he had 20 centimetre. Yeah, 20 centimetre cut in his head. Now, I'm not saying that the bloke should have been amazing and been fantastic, but if you're in a position where you need a spark, he's got to come on, he's just got to tackle his guts out in that three or four minutes that he's on the field and do everything he can to make an impact. Agreed? To, to run hard and make some ground. Have a look at the replay of the kronk kick, and you see that Paul Gallon runs up. Who's been playing all yeah. seventy-one minutes, and he was the only one. And who's the guy? 18. Who's the guy to his left that has been on the field for three minutes who doesn't and move? Doesn't doesn't move. Is that right? I didn't. Unfortunately, I didn't. I didn't, notice that. I didn't, I didn't. And I mean, there's always going to gonna go be to watch that. The replay. You have to watch the replay, mate. But it's um, one of those things. I just go, well, I mean, dude, if you're not, if you're not mentally, I mean, I'd say mentally up to it, because he's been knocked out and had half his claret out of his my, head.
2: My wife hates it when that happens. When a fella gets so concussed that he's got to be taken off. And then, then they
1: let him come back on. But that's the that, that's the that's that, the player that everyone. That he, you can look at the kick out in the full arts we got up eight 0 You can look after all these things. But to me, that you've got, he's you, got to run up. You can't. Yeah. I don't care how tired you are. Even if you don't get there, there's got to be that... there's got to be some sort of you've pressure got to try being and him, because man, he did and have a lot, Cooper lot of time. Is too good a player yeah. to pass off an opportunity. In the end, as we would get to the Robbie Farrow knock on, which. Um, some people have been saying, "Look, he's an idiot. He's no good." Not like, have a good long look at, it. hard look at yourselves. Look, I, I don't begrudge Nate Miles for getting me in the series. We'll have a look at all the, how all the players went in just a second. But look, if Robbie Farrow wasn't one of the two best players in the whole series, I'll give it up. I agree, Maddie. Oh,
0: he's, he's definitely New South the best. Yeah, I'm not doubting that. No, he was. He was made a difference to that team. No doubt about it.
1: Final thing that I have to bring up from that last couple of minutes. And, look, he was dem- enormous through the entire series, and Phil Rothfield's gone probably a little bit over the top. <laughs> surprise, surprise. By saying there should be a Paul Gallen statue, but have a look at the run that Paul Gallen makes before Mitchell Pierce's final attempt at field goal. He runs towards the sideline. Instead of taking the metres up through the middle, that he could have taken two, two or three extra metres. I know that, that doesn't necessarily matter, but he, he, he ran to the sideline. Trying to get a gap. I don't know what to... he was trying to do, but he, he just ran away from the middle of the field and ran to the sideline, and then um, Pierce ended up, um, kicking from however many thousand metres away. But just one of those things that I know it's fatigue and it's everything, but those little things just add up. And he, I don't know why I went to the sideline, but poor old PG-13 didn't did didn't go straight. And in the end, the field goal came up short. We have to go through the players very quickly, mate, and um, probably get your top five players for the entire series. DC, are much the same. Um, we start with our number five, and it can be any sort of order. But, boys, if you had to pick five players who were the most impressive throughout the series, who do we put on the list? Matt, throw a name at us. Uh, is it my five, or do you want just give, us, just give us, just give us, yeah, no, give us, give us your five, give us your five. Okay, I'll go um, English. Yep.
0: Uh, uh, Miles, obviously. Um, Miles, English. We've got to throw Sarah in there. Yep. And I'm just running through who else we got there. I thought, I thought Chillington was impressive for, for Queensland. for, okay. for their go forward? And um, I, I thought. Uh, the big New
1: Zealander. Han <laughs> was good for New South
2: Wales as well say so. i'm i 'm really terrible at picking this kind of stuff because i like I would never have picked Nate miles <laughs> he, e- evidently he 's played three really good games and I completely missed all of them um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have given Petro an eight point five either was just just quietly he was, he was too slow, anyway. <laughs>
1: that sounds like oh, Petro was enormous last night. Yeah, Petro night. was, was fantastic. Games, but he was enormous last night. Um, I don't
2: know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, you, you've already touched on all, the, on all the fellas that have stood up. Like
1: Anybody that didn't make Matty's um, list that you wanted to give special mention to, apart from Brett Morris, who obviously was great in Game 3, but for the whole series.
2: Well, I, I'm just looking over the teams now, and I can't see anyone that's really standing out as, as that fantastic. I don't, I don't think anyone really stood up. And did, did a whole heap.
1: Okay. Well, I'll go, I'll go through just quickly the guys I go really good ratings to in Game 3 and then sum it up. Gills was great. Um, Hodges, I thought, had his best game in the series by a mile. Uh, Thurston, we know he won the man of the match, deserved it. Uh, Cameron Smith, look, his ability, I said this to me before, his ability to slow the play the ball down is the best I've ever seen, Matt. Can you agree oh, with that? He's, he's
0: a car player, yeah. He <laughs> slows the play the ball. And, and, just, and we spoke about this after Game 2. Well, yeah. Just to, the presence and calmness he brings to that side, it, it's unbelievable. Fantastic.
1: Petro was awesome in his last game of Origin. He is a champion. The uh, game, game will miss the way that he carries himself. There is a level of class and humility to that bloke that a lot of players could um, yeah, that's true. Could basically pick up. Uh, Nate Miles was great. I thought Corey Parker, the last two matches, uh, was fantastic. Uh, for the Blues, look, Brett Morris was great coming into the game. Jared Haynes should have been playing fullback the whole series. Josh Morris had two good, really good games at the end of the, end of the series. Robbie Farrell, I reckon he was the best player in the entire series because he was the reason that New South Wales got as close as they did. Uh, Tamau was great. Greg Bird had a real crack and evidently a torn peck, so he probably played that last game when he shouldn't have. And we know Gallen was... I thought he wasn't anywhere near as good as he was last year, but he did do a great job. And finally, Luke Lewis, underused in that last game. And, um, I don't understand that. And the last player I gave a mention too is Anthony Watma, who, when he was playing, he did make a difference for the Blues. May Duncan, we have to look at um, your round 18 tips very quickly, but I just want to know, next year, Petro Sivina Siva goes, um, is there any other player you think probably misses out for the Maroons next year, or is it the same crew coming back? Does Brent Tate finally miss out? Yeah, well, it
0: depends, I suppose, how Yael Yeh comes back. Um, 12 months, long time for a player like Brent, Brent Tate. He's had a lot of injuries, whether you know, he'll be the same player in 12 months' time interesting you
1: know scenario, but you'd imagine at this stage Petro drops out and and, and Maguire comes in would be the only thing that you'd, okay you'd DC one player that. you want to see in the Blues next year Sarah Sorry, you just no sorry that' not didn't play this series oh is there anyone Cause... I want I want to see a, a decent
2: respect commanding half step up to the plate and and give us a Darren Lockyer Cameron. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's not, you're not asking for Jonathan much. Thurston-esque kind of performance. Yeah, not gonna happen.
0: Not gonna happen. No, not gonna
3: happen.
1: <laughs> anyway, There's none of them out there. That's the exact discussion we had today, uh, Maddie. Uh, the only player that even comes close to having the ability to play somewhat like that every so often is Jared Mullen for the Knights, and that is pretty much it. The only other player I think we had on the list today was Adam Reynolds for the Bunnies, if he's not a Queenslander already. Yeah. Get your tips for round number 18, buddy. Tigers and Bulldogs, Friday night. Farrah is out. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll look after the Tigers fans again and I'll, uh, I'll tip the Bulldogs. Storm and Raiders. Uh, Storm. Titans and Warriors. Uh,
0: I'll go the Warriors.
1: Uh, the Bunnies and the Knights.
0: Look, the nights are
1: looking after in the last couple of weeks. I'll, I'll stick with uh, my old mate Wayne Bennett there. <laughs> uh, very foolish. Uh, Seagulls
0: and uh, eels. Go to sea
1: eagles. And finally, sharks and roosters. I smell an upset. What about you?
0: I, I'm going sharks.
1: <laughs> Obviously not, mate Duncan. Thank you very much, as always, mate. Uh, you display the kind of humility I'm sure a lot of New South Welshmen would love to hear from most of the Queenslanders. Uh, but well done. Uh, great to see you uh, pop up in a lot of uh, media sites today, mate. Taking happy snaps at the Caxton and at the game. Well done.
0: i got more runs than Bradenwalls.
1: <laughs> I'm everywhere. Very good. Everybody, Matty, does a show called Sports Fever. It's on 101.5 FM up there in the Moreton Bay region of Queensland. And I'm sure they'll be doing plenty of chat about Origin 3 even next Thursday morning. Matty Duncan, thanks for being with us on Not The Footy Show. Lovely work, boys. See you later, Maddie. There he is, Matty Duncan. Now we've got GT coming up in moments. DC Chapman. Mom, Can you feel it's... for me while I ring him up on the uh, skypacious Maximus? I,
2: yeah, I, I've, I've done... I can't say anything that I haven't already said before plenty of times, having a whinge about certain things. <laughs> I, <laughs> that, that's about the gist of it. Just over three remaining. And they could steal it, perhaps with a try. Here is Woods going defensively. Just inside the 30. They've got three plays left in this set sort of six.
3: Yeah. William so holding it up, giving it to Robinson. He pulls into it again. The Hoodoo! The Hoodoo comes into to
0: play once again. They'll yeah, have one more chance. Sourdough dummy half. He goes to Hornby. The siren
2: sounds. Hornby kicks over the top. Waddell
3: names it, and the do the voodoo that the Raiders do so well, they've done it again, 22 to 18, and... Believe it or not, George, is not at home, please leave <laughs> a message at the beat,
0: <laughs> I must be out before I pick up the phone, <laughs> where could I be? <laughs>
1: Believe it or not, I'm not home. Here he is, GT. Good morning. Good morning. How you going, matey? I, I've been better.
4: I've been better, but I imagine uh, you're feeling a little bit
1: worse. What could possibly have happened to you in the last little bit that makes you feel worse than us, mate? Oh, no, I'm saying I don't feel worse. I'm just saying I'm I'm a little bit under the weather. Celebrating that Queensland victory, uh, I'm sure. Buddy, we have to talk about Round 18 because we are sick of talking about origin. Uh, We have just had Matty Duncan on the line, and he's been fantastic. But GT from gttips.co.uk has the good oil, and DC, is this the week? Is this the week you listen to Mr GT? I
2: I listened to him last time. I just didn't get around to putting any money (laughs) down the TAV. But I, I think I tipped according to GT, and I think I went all right. Yes, so I, I I'm pretty sure that's what happened. So. All I know is,
1: mate, for the first time in about three years, I got a perfect round, so I'm pretty happy. Did you really? I got the Sharkies and the Raiders. <laughs> they looked after me. Now, I also got New South Wales wrong last night, so any any gains that I'd made were lost. But we have to talk about round 18, and uh, I'm sure you've got a couple of decent options for us. But the big thing that they have to let you know, if you haven't picked it up already, is Robbie Farrow is out of the Tigers team on Friday night.
4: Yeah, I just um, was picking up a bit of the late mail before before your call now. Um, it's a bit frustrating because I thought I was being original when I priced this game up as, as having as Tigers as underdogs. I didn't make the line as far as it was, but now with Farrow out, I get it to about where the industry is. It's um, I, th- I think we, you're going to get bored of this phase this week, but it's a, it's a no-bet
1: game. <laughs> yeah, Tigers are 260 now. Canterbury, $1.50. You get five and a half points if you like the Tigers. Look, they, they've always had good games here at Allianz Stadium, which is the SFS for the old people. Um, but the Tigers, it's just hard to pick them without Farah because they put Masada and Sefer, or they put Tom Humble and Hooker. And unless Benji Marshall has a game for the ages, it's just hard to see them basically combat the structured style that the Dogs like to play through their forwards. And yeah, I've changed my tip here. If Farah had played, I would have picked the Tigers but I'm going with the Bulldogs and DC. I, I'm going Canterbury. I, I, I don't know. I, I've been singing their praises for quite some time now,
2: and this year that is. And uh, th- although the Tigers have been impressing me as well, I, I, yeah, I, I can't go past Canterbury.
1: I do like Bo Ryan at fullback for the, for the Tigers. I think he gets involved really well back there. And there is a point that a mate of mine um, who is a big Dogs fan has said is that Ben Barber's been up for about four or five weeks or three or four weeks. He always has a come down game. Now, if that is a come down game today, so this weekend for the Doggies, does that put, if Barbu's has a quiet yeah, match, does that bring the Tigers back into a GT? Uh,
4: well, I think the thing that's more of putting for me than uh, Benny Barber is the fact that the Roosters put 42 points on the Tigers and, hmm. you know, they're big, bulky down the middle man and the Canterbury have got that. I think Barber, yeah, it will help them to rack up a score, but it
2: won't decide whether they win or not. Okay, so everybody. You won't, is he won't going... have a let down game this week, you had a bye last week. He's, he's had a week off, so, so he's had his. Had, his, he had his yeah, week he's out. had. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. He, he, he had he's, a lot of reasons, to,
1: a lot of reasons to play well against uh, the Storm in his hometown of Mackay. Now, my Raiders mate, how good were they on Monday night? That game plan from David Ferner. I don't know if you picked up any of the audio, mate, but he said, you know, we just we just kept going, we kept uh, getting our repeat sets stuck stuck in the game, and you know, eventually we got our chance and we won the match. That's the kind of game plan I can get behind. Yeah, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed that game, and I was uh,
4: I was very pleased pleased for you. Um... Yep, I'm glad thanks, you, in the space of Those three days did have a did have, <laughs> did, did have a big uh, victory for one of your teams. <laughs> um, I, I do I do fear for them here though. Um, oh. The stats absolutely stink for teams backing up after Monday, <laughs> yeah. and I don't, I don't like backing teams that back up after um, how do you say emotional draining matches. Mm-hmm. And they've got they had everything, all the conditions in their favour, and now a few days later they've got to go right down to Melbourne. No, I, I think they're in trouble here. I think um any thirteen plus on the storm is value.
1: Is now the markets at the moment are a dollar twenty five for Melbourne, uh four fifteen for Canberra. It's a plus twelve situation for the Raiders. So thirteen plus at the moment is about a dollar ninety five. You might get two bucks in some places. GT, what what's what's the market on uh Dave
2: David Ferner getting sacked anytime soon? Um
4: well I don't really dabble in the specials and we don't really have those markets up here. Uh, let me see if there's any uh, around, any well, if you talk amongst yourselves. Origin
1: well, has uh, just finished, yes, and, and he wants to call me on my, my source. Yeah, My source says that he has been offered a contract. It's up to him. Well, to surely it's, surely it's, it's up down to, there. It's up to, It's up to It's up to him whether he wants to basically stay at the Blues or take the camera drop.
2: Well, you can't. He's I mean, not What what's your gut instinct? Can you do
1: the both at the same time, or...? of I, I, all the teams, he probably could, you probably do Canberra at the same time because if we're as if we're going to contend next year, <laughs> I, I think I think of, of of the coaches that are around, he's the kind of one that could do it, that could do it. And the thing because is, because you has a good assistant coach, and and the, the good coaches do that. They just put a good assistant coach in charge, yeah, and they look after him through the middle of the year. I mean, it's. I don't know. And who are the Blues going to get if they lose Stewart now after he's put the will be available, it, so maybe uh, they can well, go in Australia. Him. Uh, what did you. You found anything, mate, or not? What, what,
4: no, there's nothing. No one bad on it. What, one thing I would say, though, I think it would be a huge loss for the Blues if they lost Ricky Stewart. I think yeah. even if he's not head coach, he just has to
1: be there in some capacity. I agree. Yes. Now, the next game on Saturday night sees the Titans host the Warriors. Now, Greg Bird almost definitely won't play here. Pectoral injury for him. Uh, Nate Miles' head's a bit sore, but I'm pretty sure he'll back up. Warriors not affected by Origin at all, but they have lost the fish. Uh, Glen Fischiahi and Michael Luck also is hurt, so there's still a couple of injuries concerns for the Titans. Uh, Idris, Champion, and Zilman all aren't 100%, but they should play. And David Mead's father uh, sadly passed away, and he's in doubt of playing this match. Now the markets I can tell you are 240 for the Titans and dollar 60 for the. Uh, Warriors and you get plus four with the Titans Jute uh,
4: yeah I think it's a bit of a this game because the, tit- the Titans were starting to come to hand weren't they and the yeah. Warriors were as well I think I think it was set up to be quite a good game um, the one bit of team news I think you have missed is uh, I think Manu Vertovai is going to be coming back to the team uh, so,
1: there, there's talk that he's trained um, I don't know if you've picked it up as well uh, but, but the information that I had across my desk today is that he didn't actually travel with the team and that Peter Goodenay has gone as the 18th man, but there is always a chance he I guess he might. But they apparently want to save him for the week after, um at back at home, I think is the information that I have.
4: Okay, that's uh, that's that's good info then. Um I think the the first thing I wrote when I when I priced this game up, um when I saw all the t the team news coming through from Origin was it it is just a no bet game. You've got you've got so much out of your control in terms of which players turn up. Yeah. Um the only team I could back is the Warriors, but they have been so poor away from home. I yeah. need them just to show me once that they're willing to play on uh, that side of the water
1: first. But You will tip them just head-to-head anyway? Yeah,
4: they're, they're, if I had to pick between them with a
1: free bet, I'd be with the Warriors. Yeah. Okay, I'm with the Warriors as well. Bird yeah, being out decides it for me. And I also said I wouldn't pick the, the Titans again <laughs> this year, so I have to I have to stay true. Uh, everybody going the Warriors there. Now, the Rabbitohs and Knights turn up. One of the people that I... Put a lot of stock in with these predictions, says that South are the morals of the weekend at a dollar twenty eight, three eighty five for the Knights, plus ten and a half for Newcastle, GT. Morals of the
4: weekend. Um, don't know about that. No, I, I think you have to be very, very brave betting against this knights team at the moment. Um, I mean we've been keen on the bunnies all year and they've done us proud and they are a very good team and they're they're getting back to being hundred percent, aren't they? But you just remember, like, if this was the first game of the season, Knights would have been four point favourites, and the Knights are slowly clicking into gear, aren't they? They're slowly getting mm. a bit of optimism. They, they they look like they want to play the game again. And ten and a half points, no, that's that's not a that's not an all-in bet for me. It's very brave. I can see it. I can see why he fancies it. I made I made the line about eight, ten and a half is a lot.
1: Yeah, it started off at six and a half and now it's ten and a half, just to give everybody an indication, from the footy tab to the sporting bet odds. Do you see who you're
2: tipping? I'm I'm ticking, uh, tipping rabbits. You know, Straight away, you pick the Rabbits. But like you say, Newcastle have been threatening and it's, it's not a given for me. Are you going to throw a little uh,
1: spanner in the, re- in the works and uh, pick the Knights just outright, GC? Uh Yeah, go on then. If we can get a healthy price about them,
4: um, I suppose if I favour them on the handicap line, I
1: favour them on the money
4: line. Go on,
1: put, put the Knights in for uh, Very good. The next game sees Jared Hayne not take his place for the Eels. Uh, there was a rumour going around last night, put out by one website that I thought was a bit dodgy, it said that he'd snapped his ankle and snapped his Achilles. The information today is that he has an um, angle sprain. Yeah, so, yeah, just be careful what you believe on Twitter, everybody. Uh, Manly are $1.18, Paramount at $5.15. The market's definitely shifted according to the Hayne factor, Plus fourteen and a half for the Eels.
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, um, being a scumbag myself, uh, the first thing I did when I saw Hayne being carried off the pitch was race to see what price I could get against Manly. <laughs> a bit of the it up a bit of the minus 12 and i um, be sitting on that whether i'll go in again at 14 and a half probably not the um, thing with manny is they haven't been kicking on 14 13 plus like the storm have um, but this is the first time they've got their full strength team together if to stewart plays who has to be a serious doubt yeah. Um, I, I yeah I, I, the Eagle, uh, in contrast to the Bunnies, where it just feels like the line is too high, the Eagles are worthy of being this strong favourites. Whether I could back them minus 14.5 or 15 or bigger is another thing,
2: but they're, they're worthy of it. You know,
4: they're,
1: they're, the Eagles look like they're in trouble. You can get a $1.74, 13-plus for Manly, yes.
2: Is, is Hayne
1: going to play? No.
2: Yeah, he's got the sprain, so he's not playing. That's what said. Yeah, he's yeah, established that. yeah but uh, are you it sounded, listening? Well, it sounded like you were saying that he was still going to play on the week. No, he's not going to play this
1: week. He won't play play yeah. next week, but he's not out Good. for like for no, the rest of your exactly, life. Yeah, fair exactly. enough. Good. Uh, leads us to the last game of the weekend, mate, and uh, Jeremy Smith isn't playing. Jason Bakuya is in serious doubt with an ankle injury. Picked up last start. And Paul Gallon, no certainty. We'll know, obviously, closer to Monday whether he backs up, but he was certainly struggling at times during the match on Wednesday. If you take out Gallon, Smith, and Bakuya from this Sharks team, I argue you take out the strength of the side.
4: Yeah, well, you're clearly you're taking, a lot out, you're taking a lot out of them at the very least. Um I this is this is the third third one for the uh third one for the re ring the bell. It's, it's just a no bet game. Just wait until things become a little bit clearer. Um with all those doubts I made it about the six six point line which which you guys are betting to down there. Um the only interesting bit of research I, I found when looking at it was the average winning margin in matches at Shark Park have been six and a half. Um when the Roosters have been playing away it's been eighteen and eighteen point three. Oh, yeah. Which just shows you've got one team which is having very tight matches, and the other one which is either winning by a lot or losing yeah. by a lot, and there's there's just a huge volatility there, and you know it'll go one way or the other, but it's there's just no real angle in. from, that, from Do you
1: have an actual experience. tip either way? I just give it on the markets. 52 for the Sharkies at this stage, assuming that Bakuya and Gallon play, and the Roosters are 260 plus five and a half. But if you had to tip, buddy, what's your what's your feeling? Um, I think I've been burnt too many
4: times opposing players who are backing up from origin. I think they're on such a high of intensity. Now, the fear is that Gallen has been carrying and not been playing in between origin matches, hasn't he? Yeah. So, he's, he's got to be very like more likely than previous years when he's had similar things. I'd, I'll still be tipping the Sharks. I just think they've got a bit too much brute about them and that's how Roosters win their games. And they're, they're not in a very healthy state of mind at the club, are they? No.
1: I, but I'm still going to pick him. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny back is a big thing for me as well. He makes a massive difference to their right edge. And uh, I think he's a, a bit of a game changer for him, And Mitchell Pearce, look, he doesn't have to do can, everything can... for this, uh, the Roosters. And Aston might do something. Jake Friend actually might get 80 minutes. Who knows?
2: Has Mitchell Pearce been doing anything for the
1: Roosters? I, look, you know me, though. I've said this to GC before we went on air. I love, <laughs> him. I, I love having a point of difference in a weekend. At the moment, the Roosters have a point of difference. Mitchell. <laughs> and uh, you're, Mitchell. Picking, you're picking the Sharks, though, aren't you? I'm not picking a team that's got Mitchell Pearce in it. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, GT, we have to ask you this one thing as we uh, head off and uh, get you to plug your website. But essentially, mate, have you ever felt like we do now, with our team having not won a two-horse race for seven straight years?
4: Um, I was a Leeds United football fan for season ticket holder and away season ticket holder for uh, quite a long part of my life. And I don't know if you know the history of Leeds, um, but we, we flew a little bit close to the sun and ended up getting relegated two years in a row. Um, and it was a spectacular fall from yeah. grace. Now uh, the, the, the story which always sticks in my head is that I've got an older brother and an older sister. And the year that we got to the semi-final of the Champions League, they yeah. went to Valencia, they went to Madrid, they enjoyed some of these glorious away days. And when I asked my dad if I could go, he said, said no, you, you can go next year. We'll be relegated again after
1: that. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's very harsh.
4: <laughs> it's all right. I went to Norwich. I went to Tranmere. I went to Scunthorpe. You
1: know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh wow! Have you been to MK Dons? Um,
4: I've been been to Milton Keynes, but I've not been to their uh, football stadium. Was it a memorable unfortunately, experience? Because
1: everything I hear about that place is it's like I don't know. It's almost as good as Ibiza. Well, I think this every, every every place has its own
4: fans. If you like. <laughs> Concrete cows and roundabouts, <laughs> nothing Keynes is a place for you. <laughs>
1: well, on that note, GT, mate, plug your website. What's coming up?
4: Uh, well, we've got um, Wimbledon Week 2, haven't we? We've got Tour de France. There's always golf tips. The horse racing tips are flying in. It's GT Um Our rugby league tips as well are hacking up. We had uh, two matches yesterday. Obviously, the Origin match. We, we were on Queensland 13-plus and over 30-and-a-half. So, I mean... Yeah, that was a score draw. But um, in the evening, we were with the Exiles to beat England in what must be one of the most boring games of rugby league I've ever watched. But we won some <laughs> decent money. We've got another good bet tonight. Uh, so if any if any of your fans are uh, tuning into the Northern World Cup semi final, get on Featherstone minus fourteen. They're going to absolutely smash
1: Lee to Lee to Smithereens. Very good, Featherstone. Featherstone Rovers minus fourteen. Uh, they used to be in the in the top flight, didn't they?
4: Uh, yeah, they're
1: one of the more prestigious clubs, but you have to go back a bit. You do, uh, buddy. I wanted to uh, bring up something you, you touched on Tour de France um, at my office. Where one of the things our company works on is a social hub for the SBS coverage here down here in Australia on the, on the Tour de France. And we were con- convinced by one of our bosses we had to do a fancy game. So I had not, like I knew Cadell Evans was racing. I knew a couple of the Australians. So what I decided to do, mate, was I took your suggestions from your wheelie, the expert on your website and I built uh, yeah. my my fox my, uh, fancy team with all those suggestions. And would you believe, at the start of the tour, I had Peter Sagan in my team, and because your mate didn't have Peter Sagan on his suggestions, I took him out, and now he's not like, leading the whole thing?
4: Oh, well done. Uh,
1: I, <laughs> I can only apologise. If, if you'd
4: read back a bit further, you'd, you'd seen how keen we were on uh, Sagan and the Tour de Suisse and stuff. Oh, and, uh, oh, oh, we t- tipped him up at 7-4 for his I think, I, think I had the
1: choice. Team. I had the choice between... Um, JJ Bobo, I think his name is, or JJ Kobo, or something like that, or Peter Sagan, and I went with uh, the one that uh, Willie had put forward. So, JJ Bobo, Kobo, whatever your name is, you better do well the rest of the race. Do you have a, a tip for yourself a, for the rest of the race?
4: There's a lot of stages the... left to come. So. There are.
1: Any, do you have an actual tip for who's going to win it, mate? Personally? Um, well, we've,
4: we've got one of the sky. I mean, cycling isn't my biggest thing. Um, I'm just trying is to look anybody? now to see who our outright tip
1: was. Yeah, it was I think, the still, wasn't the, it? The yeah, Chris Froome outright at thirty threes each way. That was that was more just hoovering up a bit of place value. I think the um, mm-hmm. the actual the best bet that
4: we put up was Sky Team to win the the team classification. Yep. Um, just in terms of they've got the strength and depth, and that Froome is another way of backing that because he's sort of their second, third Ooh.
2: best rider. Uh, that's how the team it's time to get some mackers, isn't
1: it? Isn't DC's it awesome? hungry, uh, GT. Thanks very much well, for don't joining us.
2: Two hoots about the Tour de France.
1: <laughs> As I'm sure a lot of people don't either, but we had to do it. I had to uh, give those guys a credit because if I end up winning this uh, fancy thing, they're getting the credit. GTtips.co.uk. You're at at, uh, at GT underscore tips. And once again, everybody, thank you very much to George Taylor, the fish. Cheers.
4: Just one thing before I leave. Yep. Keep keep your pecker up, boys. Your boys did yourselves very proud in that game. I, I thought Origin I thought uh, Queensland would step up and blow you away. You fronted
1: up again, you should be very proud of the boys. Don't get too down. No, we camp. are, mate. It's just um it's just frustrating. <laughs> it's just shattering. It just hurts. <laughs> it's just shattering. I haven't felt this way since nineteen ninety one. Especially considering
2: years. this year we had the potential. Okay, to that's enough DC. Them.
1: Now I'm bored. And, um okay everybody, well, G T. I'll leave you <laughs> Thanks very much, buddy. We'll speak to you next time on another the 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 picture. See you, mate.
0: I, I know it's popular and people text me and message me and all this sort of thing
1: and ask me on the street about... <laughs>
3: okay,
1: there he was, GT from gttips.co.uk. DC, we're pretty much done. We have to get... Um... Do you know what hurts? I didn't get his fried rice. There you go. Do you
2: know what hurts? <laughs> the the picture in the paper yeah. of, of the Blues squad all, at the end of the game all beaten and bruised and it, it pretty much... Says it all. <laughs> yep. That, that's how the whole of... Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the whole of New South Wales feels. It's just like, <laughs> you know, we've tried so damn hard. Yep. And just to come that that short mm-hmm. and to come off the back of... Mm-hmm. Really, there are there were some pretty bad refereeing
1: decisions. Oh, look, there's no doubt at all, when you are trying to knock off a champion team... It, it, do you know what? Rubber rub the, the Green, rub rub the green well, never but... goes your way. It, it doesn't. I mean, I'm not saying that it wouldn't necessarily... Last and night, it was, it, was, it was 50-50 last oh, look, night. It was. Tony Archer just wanted to blow the P out of the whistle sometimes, and other times he just didn't want to even get near Yeah, there were, there were lots of stuff. head highs that could have been called. The, 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 the play-the-ball was, was a, a abysmal for both teams, and that's we, we, what We team. held anyway, him down for like a, I think I blinked,
2: and then the ref said, oh, you know, you held him down for too long. That
1: oh, was Luke Lewis. He, oh, he'd been watching goodness. everybody else do it for 65 minutes, and he came on and got penalised really early. we are got to do ask fried rice very quick, mate, as we head off, because right I forgot to get fried rice. I'm going to assume that Matty Dungan's going to take the storm. Because okay. they are the morals of the weekend. Yeah. Um, that will leave me with the manly. next tip. I think. Hang on, hang
2: on, hang on! Come on, you, you're going. Manly.
1: Uh, I'm going manly. manly. Hello, Australia. Uh, Nick hasn't submitted his tips. There's an absolute shock. Where's, where's the where's the voltage? I think? To... Yeah, I know. Um, so he goes down to the bottom. Uh, DC, you can have South. You want South or Cronulla?
2: Oh, I want Cronulla. Of course, I crinola.
1: do. Yeah, good, good man. Cronulla. Uh, Maria will take the bulldoggies. And GT, I'm just looking now on his email he sent earlier. He will take the bunnies as his fried rice. So there we have it. And I'm sure G, uh, Nick will take somebody. like a rag doll, threw me on the ground. First nice game. Petrified.
2: I said, welcome to first grade, son. you got to choose what you want to do and go for it. I think rugby league's changed enormously in the past few mm-hmm. years. It's, it's your good. best shot, you know, just your best shot. I just hate losing. I just want to be a winner. Just love to make Turner Turner. Well, everyone loves a winner, eh? I want to be the best.
1: You can grab uh, all the tips for round number 18, probably in just tip form because we've run out of time as we do on a, a Origin Week. This is yeah. the last Origin Week, mate. Last, last, last bye week. week. So, um, yeah. It's a, it's a full steam ahead from here. Well, it is. I think we can get excited finals. again because I, I was starting to struggle. If I hadn't had Jake Horrocks here last week, I might have. Even, <laughs> he was a good. It'd it, be interesting if you, if you liked what he did. We, we'll bring him back probably next week, everyone. So, uh, if you like some more Horry ear candy, as he called it. Then uh, get us on the blower at tweet or at wdnicholson.com and the Facebook page is Facebook. How can you get someone on
2: the blower on tweet?
1: Oh, mate, you can't. The blower's the phone. Well, it's like text and you read it like you're on the phone. It's it's 140 characters. It's great. When people can't talk for very long, it's fantastic.
2: The dog and bone.
1: Fair enough.
2: Uh, now, <laughs> I don't know. I, did. I channeled Fatty Wharton for half oh. a second. I don't know what happened.
1: You didn't exaggerate enough. That was your problem. Yeah, true that. Uh, and you can grab us at just slash uh, NRL podcast. That's not the footage, episode 114. We'll be back next Wednesday night with episode 115. There is talk that Maria Cialis may be joining us in the studio sometime soon, DC. So hopefully that's a week that you're actually here. Hopefully. In the new palatial suite.
2: There's not going to be enough room for us, was Oh, there'll be
1: room. I'll make room. <laughs> we'll make room. We'll make room. We'll put out the red carpet and everything just for Beautiful. the queen of rugby league. Thanks very much for joining us, everyone. I've been more... wearing... Can't say my name. Warwick Nicholson. At WDNicholson.com. Thank you. And who are you? I'm DC Chapman. At DCChapman.com. <coughs> Do you reckon that would be available? Let's make a website. <laughs> <DC> com.
2: <Chapman.com. laughs> And I can just do my own little rants on there for people to... right,
1: What I'll do is I'll break them down into little audio files and show the whole day you can just <laughs> And you can just say, enjoy your leg, leg lovers. How, hard is, it? how
2: hard is it to get a website of up uh, and well, How about
1: you? you get, yeah, I'll leave that little project for you. You enjoy that. I was going to get you to be <laughs> my man to help me do it. I haven't got time for that. Uh, you can check out a lot of the work that I do, guys and girls, at the Interall Club pages. And DC, where can I get your mighty fine work? What? Nowhere. You can Nowhere. see him on the video, though. We've done a new video, everyone. I know we've, okay. been, we've been absent for a few weeks. Um, I'll probably not have the video up till Friday night, to be honest. But I'll try and put it up beforehand. There's a lot more to do tonight. And we've got to get some dinner. Where are we going?
2: We're going to go get some special fried rice.
1: Oh, we actually could. There's a good dumpling Let's place. Let's do it. Dumplings. Dumplings. That sounds good. Dumplings. That We're dumplings. Good. All right, everybody. I've been Warwick. That's been...
2: What? It's been... It's been... It's been the... Not the footy no, show. No, it's been
1: DC Chapman, but anyway. Yeah, no, I've been DC Chapman. Saying, you're saying what you could buy, what you could buy. Well, you've got to lead up to it well. I just did. Do <laughs> and you it, just do it, do
2: it again, and I'll do it properly.
1: The last seven origins. Queensland, 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 Queensland. Enjoy your league, League Lovers. And then lovers. last night.
2: Oh, I went too, well too early, I
1: wasn't counting. Queensland.
2: <laughs> Enjoy your league, League Lovers. Bureau... Murder,
1: just go away now. I've had a gut call you the whole
0: game.
1: Oh, I see.
0: We're here for five
3: minutes. <laughs> Pepsi.